visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic. But as always, we start things off with a brand new episode of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're just joining us now on our Facebook live stream, welcome. Today is Friday, May the 7th. Otherwise, if you're tuning in on the radio, it's already Monday, May the 10th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got a very rare lineup, Stash Butler Hello. and Leslie Liao. Hello. Up next, we'll be telling you about the apprehension of some cockroach crooks behind one of the most disgusting recent stories in Taiwan's news. We'll also be telling you about uh, Taiwan's new plans to boost its flagging birth rate and why they might not work. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be telling you all about that in just a moment. Please stick around. It's the whodunit that has shocked and disgusted people across Taiwan for much of the past week. If you've been following this story on here in Taiwan, uh, we have discussed it before. But just a quick recap, first of all. Uh, a group of people threw a bunch of live cockroaches into a restaurant. Apparently this was a sort of mafia-related thing. It had to do with some unpaid debts. Well, the police have caught the perpetrators, and, well, I'm sure everyone out there is just dying to know more. Yeah, well, I mean, sadly, this is one of those things that, well, not sadly, uh, <laughs> if, if it, depending on how, you, how if you're feeling kind of, you like watching these kind of disgusting things, this was caught on CCTV, so you can see the image, the the moment they kind of drop these bags full of this. Well, you can't tell on the CCTV, but it's these tiny, tiny cockroaches. They're kind of used for fishing, I understand. So not. Yeah. So that's the good news. They're not full size from the sewer yeah. cockroaches. Yeah. I mean, this oh. is the thing is like, I've had a debate. Like we have a debate in our house. Like, are they are they different species? Like, because you know. get the really big, you know, outdoor mm. ones. Those are the disgusting. Ones, those are the they really live in the sewer. Yeah. Those are the really horrific ones. Uh, but no, the, I think these ones are probably slightly smaller ones. I, I mean, I just I hope I that don't. Makes wanna... it a if they're in better. a restaurant, yeah. though, that's not going to be good for business. It's not great. No. So so the, the police have detained uh, three people. Well, they detained the chief suspect, who's a 26 year old with the surname Wu. Um, and they haven't detained his co-suspects, three others. Um, they just let them go. Yeah, well, no, they're on bail, but like okay. uh, they're because they're, they're all in their early twenties, so young young bunch. Um, the problem is, is that they've uh, they think well, they've got the the people that they know did it and so on, but they're not really sure who ordered them to do it. So no one's talking. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not really clear. They say basically that. He says, Wu told the court that he did not know the name or address of the person who hired him, as they only communicated via a messaging app, probably line. That's a strange um, job request. Like, Yeah. Um, so I would like to see the cover letter they wrote for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like basically... Uh, In my many years of experience with cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he, he had initially contacted the person to borrow money, and then the person then kind of commissioned him to, 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 to yeah, to, well, basically said, I'll give you 20 or 30% of the cut on the debts that I recover from this restaurant. But he doesn't, doesn't actually know who he is. I mean, you'd think that if it's on a messaging app, it'd be linked to a phone number or, or something. something. Yeah. I mean, that's at least... I'm, I'm assuming it's line. Get uh, on it, sli- cyber sleuth. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that they must be on that. But he said, uh, apparently, this person made an advance payment of 16,000 NT. 
So that's uh, well. I mean, guess what is that? Like Five hundred US dollars, but over yeah, six hundred with the current exchange rate. Really, I believe yeah. Oh well, there you go. Leslie, up to date on the exchange rate. I'm yeah. looking at it every day. Well, well they, so the court says it's not. It doesn't really believe him. It says that they might know. He he might know. He might be trying to protect him. Um, but yeah, and but then and the others, despite the younger kind of suspects, despite them posing a flight risk, um, they're not. They, they they let them go. Basically, they're on they're on bail pending sort of further judgment and so wow. on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then it says, none of the other ones know who who commissioned it either. Oh, apparently not. I don't know. Oh, this nobody knows cockroach gang. Yeah. So it's all said that they purchased they have... these cockroach cockroaches in like a well. Yeah. So I, they're used for aquariums for right, fish. Right. I thought that they had like gone out gathering them like from the sewer grates. I was like, it's well, just, it probably isn't Yeah, that would have taken a long time. A thousand of them. You probably have to go under. Do you know what I mean? You have to get oh, down and into or, or do it, or wait till, or wait till what they do. Like in my neighborhood today, they had a cleaning day where they spray poison down oh, the gutters, yeah. and they all come flooding out. They all come out. Yeah. So uh, that's they could catch I them there. That. And then that's the, and that's when they when they do that. That's when they kind of come up in people's you know bathrooms and right, stuff because right. they they can't they're running. You know what I mean? They're just getting out of those. Do you sewers. see them in your house a lot? Well, no, we don't. We we we're, like very happily we don't have those. Definitely those big ones. Gotcha. Uh, we you know we get we get the occasional tiny one. It's almost so small you kind of feel bad about like harassing it. You're like <laughs> harassing. Couples. Yeah, you're like I'm, I look at it. I'm like, oh, I mean, you're get so tiny. I, you yeah. know, you are oh, you little little fella, little little Yeah, um, but no, there was one time. Ooh, and there goes a, the light. A light just collapsed. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're okay. John Whoa. is just slightly less well lit. That's okay. Hang on. There. Okay, you guys just keep talking. Okay, I'm yeah. See what that's about. That, <laughs> this is a first in uh, here in Taiwan history. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. I swear this this studio is haunted. Sometimes Maybe there's a cockroach in there. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, just dash. We had a day. We had a day. I think they must have been doing something like you described with the poisoning because there was a day when. <laughs> Three like outdoor big cockroaches just ran into our kitchen from the bathroom, Ooh. and like I was just sitting there repeatedly killing them. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. This is this this is like three. You know, this is way more than I've ever seen in our house. But this was like a hundred small ones, so I guess yeah. it's a kind of debatable which is more horrifying. Well, apparently, yeah, they, it was. They threw more than a thousand. More in. than a thousand. I didn't know that fish ate cockroaches. Neither did I. Maybe I need to start raising fish. Maybe they're just kind of, you know, it's one of those things Omnivores. where it's like they just kind of eat whatever's. There was, yeah, and there was like because there's loads of cockroaches about. You know, it's probably just like an easy, an easy thing to get. But a gross. A very gross thing. Well, apparently, guess how much uh, a thousand cockroaches cost? More than have a you thousand. have you done the research? Well, no, it's well. got the price. What oh. they pay for this aquarium from this aquarium? Oh shop. wow, they got the receipts. Well, yeah, apparently ten thousand. Uh, it was uh, ten thousand NT for a thousand. That's a lot of 10, money. Whoa. Yeah. So what's that like? Ten ten NT a that's cockroach. Like three hundred. Yeah, that's like three hundred dollars American. For all the cockroaches. What? I mean, and if you think about how much they were getting back, that's actually not a good return. No, on not investment. a good return terrible. either. Yeah, they spent more than half of their advance on, on those cockroaches. They could have thought of something. Their, uh, their strong suit. They could have thought of something better, like writing really bad Yelp reviews or something, you know, <laughs> that would keep business away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, so still figuring this one out they've they've caught the people but they just don't know who the mastermind behind the crime is i'm sure if they apply enough pressure you know the whole good cop bad cop routine someone's gonna crack yeah you should get get on their case john <laughs> show them what's good oh that's nasty well we've said it many times but uh taiwan has not enough children <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the long and short of it. It's uh, one of the recurring themes it of is, our but programs. It's, it's worse than ever this year. Apparently the CIA, I don't know how they... I guess they just know everything. Uh, they've predicted that Taiwan will have the world's lowest birth rate anywhere in the world this year. So we're especially desperate at the moment. Uh, the government has come up with some plans. Not everyone is always quite convinced that they're going to work, though. Yeah, um, so what happened was, with more information on that, the CIA factbook says that um, the birth rate is about 1.07 children per woman. I need 2.1 to replenish the population. That's right. So Just keep it stable. Taiwan's uh, population is on the decline right now. Um, and because of this, for some reason, the conversation always comes back to the low birth rate during Mother's Day. Mm. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously, because mothers are the ones who raise the children and with the parents and things like that. Anyway, the government rolled out a whole bunch of incentives, right? Like sabbatical sub- subsidies and children allowances. They raised that. They're increasing that. And then they're making it easier to qualify for those social benefits. However, um, and, and they're really touting this right now. Even Tsai Ing-wen this morning, she was at a, um, a visit to the Taiwan Women's Center. And she was just like, oh, we're doing all this. But in an online job bank, 1111 Job Bank, and we often mention them on their show they did some research and they just said it's not enough to offer birth incentives right for incentives for uh, having children you also need to offer incentives for raising children yeah schools Mm. are expensive yeah Uh, and not only that but they're saying the public ones aren't all that accessible i mean Mm. there's a lot of private schools in taiwan because education is taken very very seriously here but they're also saying like daycares for example public daycares not only are they at capacity all the time which is strange because we don't have very many children yeah for whatever reason there is it's so hard to get in but not only that but they most of them closed at around 4 p.m. What? And, That's yeah. so inconvenient. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to get yeah. off work at 4 p.m. Yeah. And if you does. know the work culture in Taiwan, like, if you want to tell people to get off at like 4 p.m., you're going to get laughed get out of the office. Completely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they did a survey and they said um, 80% of women need to help out with uh, household income. And three, 30% of those of those women, they actually have to help with um, half or more of the income. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were just saying it's just, it's unfeasible right now. If you think about um, childbirth, sure, we can incentivize this, that all you want, but the real difficult part is actually raising the children because it's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a long-time commitment, yeah, right? Yeah, um, And they're saying uh, 35% of women have actually been forced to resign because of Really? Having children. For their jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, and um, that, that, just, that to me seems, God, it's got to be illegal. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I think it's one of these things that is illegal in practice, but it's just very difficult to prove. Yeah. Do you or know what I mean? Force, like yeah. unfair dismissal kind of things like that. Or where things where women, for example, you know, you know, you're, you're just silently denied opportunities to progress That's at work right. or things like that. Where it's not, you can't port, point to a single decision or a single incident it's just it's a kind of cumulative thing right yeah um they were saying that 30 uh women aged 35 to 39 uh, they about 80 percent of them are are part of the workforce mm. so the exact number is 81.98 and they're saying if you have all of these you know women working they can't really concentrate or focus on on having children yeah mm. or not or, or like like they 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 just it, to ask them to do that is completely yeah. unfair. I guess there's also an onus on, on, on men and, you know, the partners to, to kind of 
chip in with that, I yeah. guess, as well. But like you said, like 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 we said, right? Like there's the, like you said actually, there's a stigma in the mm. almost like a stigma with like employers, right? I mean, I've had friends like my my, my female friends have been asked during interviews, like, what are your five ten year plans do you really plan oh yeah during interviews yeah. it's just like that i was just like that is so wrong who's honest with those questions yeah. you can't be right you don't yeah. know where you're going to be so you're definitely just gonna make well, that's the thing, but then also like men don't get asked that because i guess there's just like you know you, you don't come to an interview and they're like oh you know you got a girlfriend planning to you know have yeah. a child anytime soon but you know because i guess there's still that cultural expectation that women are the ones that have to make the sacrifice to their careers and so on yeah so at, at, on, on the one side you're saying just like we're having this declining birth rate we need to help the population but at the same time you have this work culture that's all about like it's like oh gotta mm. you know we don't we don't want someone who's you know the, whose plans will potentially get in the way of ours so it's yeah. like how do you balance that public and private like, that, like those two interests yeah. you yeah. can't and, yeah. and then in a couple of years the, all the employers are gonna be like we don't have employees I'm exactly <laughs> right so shrinking um they're saying that uh of the government subsidies you know and it's like a, a one-time thing in some cases too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I it's think like one-off payment. I think they're onto something here when they say there's there there needs to be a long-term there's much, sustaining. There's deep problems that have given rise to this. Yeah, and yes. I don't think they're unique to Taiwan. A lot of countries, especially no. in this part of the world, have yeah. this. I mean, even in, in Russia as well. I mean, in Japan. I remember there was a big, uh, you know, there was a big speech reported a couple of uh, maybe a year ago now when Putin sort of announced lots of things about his mm. uh, political career. But actually, I, I, I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this as a, pra- a chance to practice my russian most of the speech was just about raising the birth rate like most of it was just about like <laughs> yeah we're gonna give all this money we just need you know people to keep having kids uh it's a serious problem in japan i know in china mm. and in the u.s there was just a report that the population is was the lowest increase last year i think yeah, in yeah, 30 yeah, yeah. 40 years i think because they, they weren't sure whether the pandemic would increase the birth rate spoiler or alert no it. Yeah, yeah spoiler alert it didn't <laughs> um, hong kong south korea are, is also a problem like it's a it's a, probably a, a an issue in much of the developed world yeah mm. yeah um, um, so, but I think that uh, Taiwan maybe has a few, for instance, low wages, expensive housing, a few problems that maybe aren't quite so prevalent in yeah. other parts of the world. Uh, maybe the government should look at that instead. Structural mm. issues. I just like, before we go on, I'd say we, we're joined uh, today by Jen Delari, Michael Redmond, uh, Rashid Naz, and Joshua Bandia, as ever. Uh, also by Ralph Hassan Mehdi, Devashis Kopi. Saiful Islam says good afternoon from, from Bangladesh. Uh, and I think that is it. And Radhakrishna Pillayan has just said hello as well. All right. All right, Leslie, I think you've got another story for us as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so this has happened, like, this, the main uh, gateway into the country uh, from abroad is Ta- Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport. Right. Now, that co- that um, airport has been operating at overcapacity for years. Because well, not, not lately. Probably. Not lately. <laughs> not lately. Probably not lately, yeah. <laughs> Pre-pandemic, it was, um, it, it was like, what, seeing 25 million people come in and out wow. every year. And they kept growing and growing. They're like, yeah. oh, record numbers. So the government has plans to expand that airport, um, and they're building not one, but two terminals right now. So there are going to be two terminals two and three. However... Terminal two is already done, I thought. I mean, I'm sorry, three and four. Three and sorry, four. Sorry, three and four. Um, however, to say that three and four are... 
on the way is <laughs> is a stretch. There's huh? been a lot of with three, especially. I know that there's been a lot of uh, slow progress. Yeah, there's um, a three has just been running into hurdle after hurdle, man. And I saw this story, I was like, wow, it really just doesn't end for these poor guys. Now they can't find people to do their electric, even. If, yeah, at first they they okay. So at first they asked someone for a design of the airport, and they had this UK firm mm. uh, submit a design, and, and then that they were like, oops, we can't do that. Yeah, the design was just like super complicated. It was aesthetically, it was beautiful, yeah, beautiful yeah. design, artistic wise. You know, you got it. Yeah, but, but yeah, but we had problems with the existing terminals. They flooded all those times. Yeah, they Remember? did flood. When they randomly just flooded. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there, there was, was just a, water coming out of the ceiling. A water so, main. Um, we have enough issues with their existing terminals. Yeah. We keep them simple and easy to operate. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on here right now is Terminal 3, they found someone to, you know, they, they simplified the design. They found someone to build it. Now they can't find people to do the electrical work in there. <laughs> Just no one will sign up. No, uh, so this is the second round of, um of what is it called? Bidding. Uh, bidding, yeah. right? The first round of bidding, they had hundreds of people come in. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is what we're, this is what <laughs> really? we're expecting. Every so, Tom, Dick, and Harry in his yeah, electrical there's company. there's a whole <laughs> bunch of them. And they're just like, this is what we need. This come is what we're expecting. Come down to Crazy Joe's. All the your electrics. <laughs> right? So this is the first round. And the second round, nobody. What happened? So what happened was... They uh, just didn't like anyone? Well, not just that. But after hearing like what, what they needed to do, a lot of these electrical firms were just like... All right, we can't do that. Not with it's the budget not, that you're giving right. us. It's not worth the mm. the amount that they're going to be paid. Yeah, for not the only that, but they say the price fluctuation of raw materials is actually really affecting um, whether the the feasibility of this mm. project, right? There, whether or not the um, the this thing can be profitable. Yeah. Now well, they're gonna. Now the Tower Tower uh, Airport Authority said that they're going to go back, they're going to reassess, and they're going to come back with a new proposal. All three of which I'm sure now. is going to be putting off this project even further. Well, John, you think that but they're just saying it's still on track we're we're scheduled (laughs) just not it's just 2024 slightly off track it's just going slowly the good news is the pandemic has given them some wiggle room to to work on this it's not like indeed straining right now i'm sure they could probably shut parts of the airport without that being i know too big a thing last time i was at the airport like a lot of the checking counters and there's so much renovation going on at the airport it's like well yeah yeah, why not why not might as well this is the great this Um, is the best time to do it is asking how many international airports we have uh-huh. Taoyuan, Kaohsiung, and I believe that Taichung has a few. Songshan is technically oh, international yes, airport. The Taipei is sort of, oh, but mostly it's for domestic flights. In yes, Taiwan. yes. So that, that gives us. Is Kaohsiung to international? Flight. They have some flights to Southeast. I think they have some flights to like Southeast Asia. Or, really? Okay. They've got a lot of migrant workers. I there. think Pingtung is technically an international except, airport. Except that they don't have any flights. Yeah, they have what? <laughs> they, they have like They're one like, flight. They have an international airport with no international flights. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it was built to be able to be an international airport but just no one ever ended right. up flying there so that gives us like three or four yeah um, i think Taoyuan is probably the only one with extensive international yeah i think mm. that's fair to say uh, jen Delari is also saying uh commenting on our story about uh child care and raising children uh, she says honestly i wouldn't mind having children but just trying to support myself has been rough much less with a partner or a child uh, wages in the u.s are so stagnant that it's hard to get any kind of security i think that's, that's true here as yeah, well the case definitely. around yeah. Uh, yeah and low here um, yeah. Yeah. Comparatively, it's uh yeah. I, I think that uh people in the U.S. make considerably more than we do on average. Yeah, but I guess their living cost is different. Uh, we also have Radhakrishna uh, Radhakrishna Pillai N saying uh, that his state uh, he lives in Kerala 
in uh, the southwestern tip of India is in the worst condition oh. because of COVID-19. Yeah, our hearts go out to... Stay safe. Yeah, stay, stay safe, safe, everyone in India. We're sending oxygen. Yeah. I yes. think we did already. Uh, we did send some, and then uh, Taiwan Semiconductor uh, Manufacturing Corporation, they're having a, an employee drive right now, and they're pledging about 1,000 oxygenators. And then mm. the, the foreign ministry did make comments about... They're not quite sure how they're going to get them there because China Airlines stopped flying to India. Yeah. But then, mm-hmm. but they said that they have further batches of help right. planned. Right. So hang in there. We go now from the airport to the metro. Uh, specifically, the most—I don't know why they chose this color. It's for kind of—it just sounds gross. The brown, the line. brown line. It sounds like the world's most disgusting podcast. Yeah, it's like you just go into the bathroom and <laughs> you witness the brown line. It's, uh, it's not great. Sorry for our scatological humor here in Radio Taiwan. So yeah, this is actually officially known as the the Wen Wenhu line, uh, but it's the color brown on the map, so you can refer to it like that. Um, and it's actually the line that I get to work uh, every day. It's the it's the one. It's kind of how you describe it. Kind of on a. It's above ground. It's, it's a, like a mon- it's, no, no, it's, it's not, not, not like a monorail, but it's like that. It's a. It's, it's high tracked. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's raised. Whatever. Um, yeah, uh, as a, I'm a former brown line user myself. <laughs> okay, stop it. <laughs> no, really, I am. I used to get to work by there. I don't live in a place that they serve anymore, but um, yeah, it is a very. High and very crowded line. Yeah, so the thing is about, like, Taipei is, I mean, Taipei is a great, very, I mean, coming from London, uh, the problem is, is that London obviously was one of the first places to get an, like, a line, like, an underground line like this, but the, that means that all your infrastructure is super old, whereas if you got, you're kind of quite late, like Taiwan was, onto the kind of, uh, you know, the metro game. Late 1990s mm, yeah, when it then, started. Yeah, then you, ha- you get a chance to do everything right the first time, which means, like, wide platforms, you know, easy access and so on. Yeah. Some, though I mean, we have to say some very confusing station layouts. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Taipei Main, I get lost every, every time. time. Well, it's, Taipei Main servicing like eight different kinds of transportation, yeah, it's true. man. It's impossible to meet anyone in Taipei because it's like, Taipei Main, where? <laughs> just like, like, even if you, you know the place... Yeah, and like getting the, there. How do you get the there? By the fish tanks. I find myself walking in circles every... I, I still cannot picture it's in my like head. a psychology major designed yeah, that. Basically. Yeah, basically. MC Escher himself <laughs> came in there. Literally Escher designed that. Yeah, so basically there was a there's a service that they have uh, that they were testing for a year on the blue line, which is another kind of very popular line. I guess mm. like, all of them are popular to some extent. Um, and they're now releasing it on the brown line, which according to a survey by the Taipei Rapid Transit Corporation uh, is the most busy line, the busy, the crowded station. Yeah, basically, yeah. you look on a screen and you can see which cars have too many people. Yeah. yeah or yeah. you can line up accordingly. What we're confused about is that, I mean, the brown line, don't get us wrong, it, like, is a busy line, mm-hmm. but, like, it's kind of at the edge of the city. So it's only, it's mostly on the eastern side. Not only that, but they operate on four-car trains. Yeah. There's right? tiny trains. They're tiny the other, trains. The other they're, trains have, like, they're 12. Clown, they're clown yeah. car trains. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, like, you're, Leslie's right. The other ones are so long. You can, be, you can walk from one end to the other in, like, so you know, are they going by, like, Density this of, is like, what I then it's not clear according to this, but I, th- I think it's more about people how mm. tightly packed people mm. are on yeah, trains, yeah. which makes sense because those are tiny trains, they're narrower as well, so you don't have the space that you get on a- another line. I mean, that's one thing they didn't get right the first time, around. yeah. I know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why they these maybe there's I'm sure there's a good reason for that, but but yeah, so this means that uh, obviously this, this has a link to the current situation in Taiwan, which is that we have uh, you know, 
an ongoing kind of suspected outbreak of COVID-19 cases. Mm. We want social distancing. Yeah, so people are, you know, obviously we could take that thing seriously here, but it's, you know, being taken more seriously at the very at this moment because of that that risk. Um, so, I mean, but to be honest, I don't really see how people are going to avoid this because, like you say, four-car trains, that's a, packed in there. Packed in there. There's not, you can't space people out like that. Everyone does wear masks, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, yeah. There's always a few gross people yeah, on any s- given train. You space people out on that line, rush hour is going to go into like midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the queues would be, yeah, yeah. unreal. Join us next time for more on the Brown <laughs> Oh no, stop it. <laughs> the world's worst podcast. Oh god. All right, that's about all from us today here at Radio Taiwan International. For here in Taiwan, I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Stash Butler. And I'm Leslie Liao. If you're tuning in on the radio, though, don't go anywhere just yet because coming up next, it's Jukebox Republic. Welcome to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I didn't know I'm starting off with a very old song. But anyway, this song is called 期待. It means looking forward to. Well, um, about a couple weeks ago, I went to a friend's of a friend's place in Longtan, which is in Taoyuan uh, City. It's about an hour's drive from Taipei. Um, anyway, this couple, um, Jeff and Angel, they live in this huge community. And let me tell you, it's really big. They say there are about 2,000 units there. And maybe it's the biggest communities I've, you know, ever seen in Taiwan. I didn't even know it existed. But I know about such kind of communities in Shanghai, but in Taiwan? Anyway, so there are tons of smaller ones. But 2,000 units? No, that's my first. It was really a great one-day getaway. And there's a lot to share about that day. So um, I was just really looking forward to it. So, 期待. Cut it in the 
So that song was actually in the Taiwanese language, with some in Japanese, parts of it in Japanese.、Um, so that was definitely the Enka Japanese style of vibrato in singing. Anyway, so yes, a lot of Taiwanese songs do take after the Japanese Enka style.、Um, Anyway, so like I said, I went to Longtan、uh, to a friend's place, and、uh, they live in this huge community which has like two thousand units、uh, on this, you know, property.、Um, the、uh, to you know, for visitors to enter the community, you have to exchange your ID for an entry permit. But once we got inside, we got lost. It was that big, and the man of the house,、uh, Jeff, had to come and get us.、Uh, the unit, their unit, is a five-story house with a basement. The lady of the house, Angel, loves purple, just like me. Well, they have this purple leather sofa on the first floor where the living room is. So then,、um, you know, there were other people besides my husband and I who were invited to this place,、uh, to their house. So all the wives, we decided to take a tour of the house with uh, Angel. Um, we walked upstairs.、Uh, This brown polished wooden staircase to the second floor, where one of their two sons' bedroom is, and the third floor is where their other son's bedroom is. But well, both sons are not there because they're both studying in Germany. Then we went to the top floor, which was the master bedroom. There was purple everywhere. 
um, from the purple door to purple curtains to purple flower tiles in the bathroom. I mean, I love purple, but it would have been too much for me. She did say that being in a house of, you know, with three other men, um, you know, uh, she thinks she went a little overboard because um, she didn't think about the fact that there are men, you know, living in a house with her. Because, you know, we're talking about a, a slightly darker shade of purple here. Okay, it's not, you know, like plush purple. It's not, you know, like really light purple. Anyway, I found a song. It's uh, called Purple Lipstick Mark. Let's have a listen to that.
Okay, so Jeff and Angel were very generous. They're so hospitable. They served us a whole lot of snacks with like fruit platters, and then there were four different kinds of drinks. There was a milk tea and two other teas, and then I think there was iced coffee. I don't remember anymore. Then they suggested we take a walk around the community. Well, first of all, every two houses there would be a small patch of flower bed, you know, right in front of their front doors. And then they would divide the patch of soil in half, so that each house could can do whatever they want with their half of the flower bed. So it was very interesting that some uh, flower beds were more fancy than others. Like you know, they have like these figurines or these dolls or these you know decorative pieces you know in their patch of green or or dirt. I don't know. And and or there were others who had like all kinds of different colors of flowers, you know, or different pots, you know, and little plants or whatever. But then you can tell that there were those who didn't care much for their patch. And so they were looking a little shabby or totally outgrown with weeds, you know. Now, if I were living there, I would have felt so much pressure not doing anything with my half because I would feel pressure what my neighbor thinks. But then if I do grow something, I would feel pressure if it's going to complement my neighbor's patch, you know. It's kind of an odd situation, I have to say. But anyway, it was really interesting admiring everyone's green or flowery works. The community is so huge. Basically, it's got these five-story houses on the outskirt of uh, the, you know, the plot of land. And then um, in the center, there are like six or maybe more of these tall apartment buildings with, um, I don't know how many floors, actually. I didn't count. Maybe twenty. Maybe not that high. Maybe twelve. I'm not sure. The community has everything from a swimming pool to a basketball court to a gym to a workout,、um, you know, gym center、uh, to convenience stores to other shops and even restaurants. Basically, you can just stay in your community and not having to leave it at all for everything you need in life, except for maybe a movie theater. I don't think they have a movie theater there. Anyway, it's just amazing. So it's like you've got all the freedom to enjoy yourself there. 享受自由 enjoy the freedom by Lin Da Ding.
After the walk, uh, we went to lunch at this Hakka Cuisine restaurant that uses this old Chinese-style house. Um, old Chinese-style house means that it's got room after room after room connected by a doorway um, with no doors. And then they've got these raised thresholds, raised stone thresholds. So you have to kind of like, you know, um, walk over, um, step over the, the raised thresholds. Anyway... There was a time when I had to go to the bathroom. I had to walk through doorway after doorway, stepping over the raised thresholds, you know, walking through every other room. Now, each room has its own big round table. So it would be a family having lunch, having a meal together in each room with one big table. So I just love these kind of old houses, really. And um, the food was very, very typically hakka, heavily flavored, but delicious. And then they brought us to this huge indoor flower market. We roamed around and looked at hundreds of different kinds of plants, flowers, cactus, trees, and shrubs. And then Jeff and Angel brought us to a restaurant just up from the flower market. And we had mochi desserts, two different kinds of small round mochi. Um, one was covered with, one plate was covered with um, these ground peanut powder. And the other one was soaked in like this brown sugar syrup. I think most of us like the peanut powder ones because we finished that one, whereas we didn't finish the other one. And then they also ordered a pitcher of plum juice and a pitcher of juice made from pickled starfruit or carambula. I mean, it's my first time having carambula juice, I think, but it was delicious. We finished that in like, you know, matter of, I don't know, in no time. And um, it was light, lightly sweetened, I guess. It's just a very light flavor. And um, it's not salty or sour at all. It's just very, you know, a very thirst-quenching kind of drink, I would say. It was actually a great way to end the day. It was just beautiful. I mean, there was no sun. In fact, it was slightly drizzling, but that was just perfect. And at the end of it all, Jeff and Angel even got us, you know, like a pack each of something like nougats made with um, cranberries. And um, it was not bad, but I decided to bring it into work to RTI for my English service colleagues because I really didn't want my husband to be eating up it all up by himself. Um, it was good though, and um, sure enough, when I brought it to work, it was gone in like two days. 
Anyway, just to share with you this incredible trip to this huge community out in Longtan in Taoyuan. Thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm signing off with a song called 多谢你的招待. Thank you for your hospitality.
RTI. Exercise for your mind. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.